Aloha. Welcome to the podcast for the 41st Annual Hawaii International Film Festival presented by Holly Kalani. My name is Anderson Lay, and I'm the Artistic Director for the festival. My guest today is Susan Soonhee Stanton, uh, who is a playwright and writer uh, and director as well, you know, um, originally from IAEA. And uh, she is um, uh, here at the festival serving on the Kaukahoku jury. And um, so we're just going to talk about um, basically her experience at HIF and also giving back to the, the, the Hawaii film community. And of course, like for all you succession stands out there, you can, she can maybe talk about working on that amazing show. Um, Susan, how are you? Aloha. I'm good. I mean, you know, like in Hawaii, you cannot, cannot go wrong. Yeah. Cannot go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about, like, I mean, I'd like to talk about, how you know how you got start got started in in writing, especially as a playwright, and then was that at a very young age, starting from like you know high school or whatnot, and where they where they go go from there? Yeah, I mean, I think so much being from Hawaii filters into sort of like like what kind of stories we tell and what storytelling is, and so. I was a really shy kid, grew up in a really big house, listened to a lot of conversations. And so I think I developed my ear really early. Mm -hmm. But I started writing plays at Honolulu Theater for Youth and Dan Callen uh, had a, you know, a theater, a theater fest. So we would write plays and there was a certain accountability that I never experienced before. So it wasn't a class. It was like if you, you could write a one act play and then there was a chance that HTY, it was just like professional theater company, will put it on. And so the play that I wrote with that, I submitted to NYU Tisch. And so I always feel like even writing about Hawaii, it's allowed me to see so much of the world that, you know, it, it's it's still really like crazy to me. But that's where it began. And then you also, um, so you got to, to Tisch with that and it was at, through, um, and then what did you study at Tisch? I mean, that's the film in film department. Yeah, right, it was so. a, it was a hybrid. So, I mean, for me, I feel like I'm a dramatic storyteller and so it's it's theater, it's film and it's TV and I toggle between the three and I really enjoy the different aspects of each form. How many plays have you have you written so far? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh maybe like 11 or 12 full lengths and mm-hmm. and more one acts and shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a few. Because of the, you know, I mean, I could, obviously from the Hawaii connection, you, you work with HTY, but you also work with Kumukahua. Let's yes. Take with that production. Yeah, I've done I've done a lot with Kumukuhua, and they did my first production. They've done a lot of my plays. They did hashtag I'm bad at this. Most recently, I was in their fiftieth season, the uh, Untitled TMT project, which was about mm-hmm. time spent on Mauna Kea. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've done a, I've done a lot of plays with them, and also at Koa Theater on Oahu. Mm. And um, how's um, the local? Hawaii theater scene versus other you know um, companies that you worked on the on, on the continent. I mean, it's really it's really different. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a matter of resources. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you do a play in New York and you have a stage manager and an assistant stage manager and just all these people and you know really professional and fast moving, and so you have that. But then when you have people in Hawaii, it's like you can you know I can tell certain stories I couldn't any place else. Like I can write something you know, in a Lolo in Pigeon and it, and it happens. And then it also reaches, I, you know, you think about who is your intended audience. I think in a way my audience is always people from here. And so 
if I write a story that's set in Hawaii and maybe every other piece I write in theater is, it has to be done here and, and figure and figure out a way to do it here. Yeah. I mean, you know, talking about like writing in pigeon and also being, I mean, there are a lot of things that are very culturally specific when it comes to Hawaii and growing up in Hawaii. You know, there's always a general rule of thumb of like, you know, you have to generalize things to, for it to travel, travel outside of Hawaii or whatnot. Do you see that as still a trend or do you see the, a sense of authenticity just being, um, much more, um, in tune with, the, you know, what, what's happening today when it comes to output, creative output? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think when people are afraid and they make something so general, then it becomes for nobody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the example I always give is kind of like, this is a super dated example, but my big fat Greek wedding was a surprise hit. Right. And part of that was, you know, I can see this Greek dad reminds me of my Chinese dad or my whatever dad, you know, mm-hmm. that by keeping it really authentic and personal, then you can find your way into it. I will say that depending on how it looks, it's nice to guide people through. I think that sometimes people can feel intimidated, like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this or this is too hard. And I think it's good to be ambitious in what you're telling, but also guide people into the work and the world that you're showing. And I think that dramatic writing, you know, film, TV, uh, theater, it's the art of empathy. You're, you're, you're connecting with different cultures. You're, you know, like the festival, right? You have all these different stories from around the world and Hawaii stories, and you're inviting people to have an emotional, visual, uh, psychological relationship with these stories. So that's what I think is so beautiful about it and why specificity is, and authenticity is like everything. It's sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, aside from you um, serving on the Kaukahoku jury this year, you also have a hip connection from, uh, your, the, I believe, the audience award-winning short film that it came out in 2014 that we selected yes. called Dress. Talk about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that was, that was so lovely. It was written, um, it was based on a story that I worked on with Ian Henry Cusick and he directed it and starred in it so beautifully. And we had a lovely local cast and it was written or it was shot and written about Lenny Kai and Kailua. And it just, you know, it was such a pleasure to be working here. It was the first time I was able to shoot a film here. And um, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just so beautiful. We shot a lot on the water and, mm-hmm. and it was a really, really special time. And then was it the, the, the story idea? Was it from you or was it from, was it from Ian? And did you, how did, was, were you approached to, to, to write the script or? Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, again, it's a theater film hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian and and his wife Annie, Annie had yeah. seen my my work at HCY. They saw my play Navigator, right. which is about Polynesian wayfinding, and and then it was like, oh hey, you know, and I have an idea for a film, and then we, you know, we really built it out over time. I mean, even though it's a short film, we would discuss it at length whenever I would come back or over the phone, and and I worked on the script together, you know, and um. So yeah, I think it was definitely a process and then and then I flew myself here and and we shot it and it was it was just really it was really great. I didn't get to come here for HIF and so <laughs> I hadn't been to HIF since I was in high school and right. it was really nice to be just, you know, boots on the ground back yeah. in the festival and get to see everybody with their films and yeah. Uh, and then you I mean just from your your very illustrious resume, you've, you've you're having a lot of you're having a lot of stuff in development, but you're also worked on very successful shows. Of course, Succession, you know, is like the, the the center of culture right now when it comes to kind of premium series. I know you're on season three. Um, just talk about how you got on that show. Yeah, it's uh, everybody always asks me that. I feel like my answer 
freaks people out. Well, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask him what your response. Um, so I got staffed on Succession from a play of mine that was set in Hawaii mm. and was partially in Pigeon. And, oh, you know, it was set in kind of Kaka'ako. It was at Kumu. It was called Hashtag I'm Bad at This. And then I retitled it Today is My Birthday. Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, it's about a, it's a homecoming play about a girl who lives in New York comes back to Hawaii and then her parents are like, why are you back here? Like there's this whole world where she doesn't figure out where, like what home is. And it's also about communication and the needs of a village. And that was the writing sample that, you know, I had, I had been sending around and folks at HBO liked it. And then it just kind of get, kept getting sort of put in the right places. And Jesse, the showrunner for Succession, was looking for a writer who knew New York and someone who could write, I think I was told, sad comedy. And that play is kind of a hybrid. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think I checked the right number of boxes. And I think he was drawn to my sample. And I think I also just got really lucky. I mean, nobody knew what the show was going to be at all, which was a huge relief. I and mean, I think it was... Uh, the most free writing for season one because we were inventing characters. It was all big sky country. But, you know, I got the, he read the script, we had a meeting, and then two weeks later, I'm on a plane and I moved to London for four months for the writer's room. So, I mean, it was uh, a very, very fast transition and it was thrilling, but it was really like, uh, you know, surreal. I think almost the entire first year was completely surreal. It didn't fade. And it's still just very strange surreal aspect of my life <laughs> yeah no i can imagine i mean you weren't like going on it wasn't game of thrones season f- four where it's like a, yeah. a huge phenomenon it was, it was season one you know and like gaining that following and and whatnot so it's uh it's very and the fact that i mean it must have been challenging you know you had an amazing two seasons and then COVID happens and then uh how do you adjust to that yeah, I think it's a big question, you know, and I think I think imposter syndrome is really real. And do I belong here? Or how can I help out this amazing team of people that I admire? But we had just concluded the writer's room and we were just kind of writing scripts. And then um, I mean, in a way, it was kind of funny because we had done a lot of our work. And so we were just I think the writers all went a little bit mad. We were just spinning our wheels and just doing more and more research and revising and writing over the interim. And then there was this point finally where, you know, and the producers were amazing to keep everybody safe, but where we could get everyone together to shoot safely with uh, a heavy amount of protocols. And it was just like, I can't believe like every, every film, every TV show that got shot during that time, it's, you know, people are risking their safety, but it's also a real labor of love. Like I'm so, I can't, there was a point where I was like, are we going to get through this? And then it happened and I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I mean, so you you know we we've been in contact uh just talking about just i mean you know putting on some like uh just tracking some local filmmakers i think you're interested in that and and local films and also the fact that you came back not only to to be on our jury but also work with ohina labs mm-hmm. can you talk about giving back to the the community where you're from originally from Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's this notion of like, how can you give back? But I think for me, it's also kind of like, how can I be in conversation with a fellow travelers, fellow, fellow um, artists, you know, I mean, so in Ohina Labs this year was Dan who taught me how to write plays. And then Mm -hmm. I'm but I've done a bunch of TV and film stuff. So now I'm I'm giving him advice. And I think it's that kind of like a tide rises all boats, which is something I really believe in. And for me, I think uh, when I went off to college, there was you know, it was hard to stay here and make work. And I think that there's still an argument towards, you know, 
leaving and 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 training away but 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 now there's all these different programs and opportunities to just to just do amazing work here and people that are doing it so it's yeah i think when i first hit you up i was like i just want to see all these amazing local films that are also winning national and international awards and ohina lab was was great this year and um you know, got to learn about 10 projects and some of the filmmakers I knew and some of them I didn't. Some of them were really seasoned producers and newer in writing. Some of them were seasoned writers, newer into, into, you know, their, their film projects. And so it was, it was, it was sort of like a two, two intensive weekends. And I'm really excited to see, you know, I feel like it's like, I'm excited to see what comes out of it, sort of the trees that'll be planted that, you know, in a year, maybe they'll be submitted to the festival or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they have a, a really successful output of what they're making. And I love what, what they're doing, you know, Gerard and Brian, it, it's, it's not easy to have a program like that. It's a lot of time and a lot yeah. of care. Yeah. So I was, I was really thrilled to be a part of it and mm-hmm. have a time out with my time here as well. Right. And you know, we, in this podcast, we've we've interviewed a lot of like multi hyphenates, and then you're definitely <laughs> in one of them. Uh, do you? I mean, uh, I know you're developing a lot of stuff. Do you see yourself? I mean, are you are you developing stuff that you want to direct as well? Yeah. Um. I mean, you call me a director, which I didn't correct because I like that idea, and I think part of it, I think part of my journey is giving myself permission to do things, which I think is a very kind of Hawaii, like Hawaii yeah. Asian kind of thing. It's like, can I? Is it okay? Can I do this? <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I just had a meeting today about something that I think I want to direct. Uh, I'm a really, I'm very much a writer, and that's the hat that I'm comfortable in. And so I feel like I'm not always the most visual person, and everything has to sound right to my ear. So if it doesn't sound right, I'm not happy. But then visually, I'm like, oh, it looks okay, right? And it's like it doesn't. <laughs> so I always lead with uh, the cadence of the dialogue, and and if things are sounding emotionally authentic. Mm-hmm. I, that was just a, me me being prescient, you know. Like, it's like <laughs> the fact that you know, I, you know, a lot of people. I mean, a lot of like showrunners or TV writers. They when they on a show, they tend to eventually direct as well, right? So yeah, yeah. I do love. I will say that the surprising thing that I learned from TV is that I really love producing. Mm. I think it's. I mean, I think it's sort of just creative problem solving, and it's getting to be. I love being on set, which is so fun, and you just get to see it all. You know, I mean when you write it's very two-dimensional then suddenly there's a city making this thing and then you get to be a part of it and help make choices that you know flesh it out more so that's that to me is very cool very cool well thank you again susan for for being here and then for being on our kakahoku jury uh, I know it was a very tough. I know you deliberated. You, you and your jury members are <laughs> we deliberated for deli- yeah for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think the the films are very, the the nominated films are very beautiful. And not I'm, and you know I'm sure it was a very very tough 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 decision for you for y'all. Oh my gosh, yeah. There, I mean, there's such such beautiful films and also international. I mean, it was kind of just like which beautiful kind of pool of water do you want to most showcase because yeah. the. The storytelling and the the breadth and the landscape. I mean, it was it was a a really stunning assortment of films, and and it was exciting to see how certain themes resonated across. You know, like some of the films were definitely talking to each other as well. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again, Susan. <laughs> My yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah, uh, we hope you enjoy the remainder of the film festival. We encourage others listening to this to do the same, whether it's in person or at theater or streaming online. Thank you all for listening. This has been the podcast of the 41st Annual Hawaii International Film Festival presented by Holly Kalani. Special shout out to After Bruce for their support. You can learn more about them by visiting afterbruce.com. Also, shout out to Holly Kalani for providing this private space for us to record this podcast. 
Um, this podcast is executive produced by Becky Stocchetti, the executive director of HIF, and also myself, Anderson Lay. A thank you to Lingo for providing production and tech support. And for all of you out there listening to this, on behalf of HIF, aloha and mahalo. Thank you.